Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 7 of An Alarm to the Unconverted by Richard Baxter. We have indeed also a message of wrath and death, yea, of a twofold wrath and death, But neither of them is our principal message. We must tell you of the wrath that is on you already and the death that you are born under for the breach of the law of works. But this is only to show you the need of mercy and provoke you to esteem the grace of the Redeemer. And we tell you nothing but the truth, which you must know. For who will seek out for physic that knows not that he is sick? For telling you of your misery is not it that makes you miserable, but driveth you to seek for mercy. It is you that have brought this death upon yourselves. We tell you also of another death, even remediless, and much greater torment which will fall on those that will not be converted. But as this is true and must be told you, so it is but the last and saddest part of our message. We are first to offer you mercy if you will turn, and it is only those that will not turn nor hear the voice of mercy that we must foretell damnation to. Will you but cast away your transgressions, delay no longer, but come away at the call of Christ and be converted and become new creatures. And we have not a word of damning wrath or death to speak against you. I do here, in the name of the Lord of life, proclaim to you all that hear me this day, to the worst of you, to the greatest, to the oldest sinner, that you may have mercy and salvation, if you will, but turn. There is mercy in God. There is sufficiency in the satisfaction of Christ. The promise is free, full, and universal. You may have life if you will but turn. But then, as you love your souls, remember what turning it is the scripture speaks of. It is not to mend the old house but to pull down all and build anew on Christ, the rock and sure foundation. It is not to mend somewhat in a carnal course of life, but to mortify the flesh and live after the Spirit. It is not to serve the flesh and the world in a more reformed way, without any scandalous, disgraceful sins, and with a certain kind of religiousness, but it is to change your master, and your works, and end, and act, set your face a contrary way, and do all for the life that you never saw, and dedicate yourselves and all you have to God. This is the change that must be made, if you will live. 
yourselves are witnesses now that it is salvation and not damnation. That is the great doctrine I preach to you and the first part of my message to you. Accept of this and we shall go no further with you for we would not so much as affright or trouble you with the name of damnation without necessity. But if you will not be saved, there is no remedy, but damnation must take place, for there is no middle place between the two. You must have either life or death. And we are not only to offer you life, but to show you the grounds on which we do it and call you to believe that God doth mean indeed as he speaks, that the promise is true and extendeth conditionally to you as well as others, and that heaven is no fancy, but a true felicity. If you ask, where is our commission for this offer? Among a hundred texts of scripture, I will show it unto you in these few. First, you see it here in my text in the following verses, and in Ezekiel 18, as plain as can be spoke. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, you have the very sum of our commission. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled unto God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So, Mark sixteen, fifteen and 16, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, that is, with such a converting faith as is expressed, and is baptized, shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And Luke 24, 46, 47, Thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance, which is conversion, and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. And Acts 5, 30, 31. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And Acts 13, 38, 39. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified 
by the law of Moses. And lest you think this offer is restrained to the Jews, see Galatians 6.15. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And Luke 14.17. Come, for all things are now ready. And verses 23-24. You see by this time that we are commanded to offer life to you all and to tell you from God that if you will turn you may live here you may safely trust your souls for the love of God is the fountain of this offer John 3:16 and the blood of the son of God hath purchased it the faithfulness and truth of God is engaged to make the promise good Miracles have sealed up the truth of it. Preachers are sent through the world to proclaim it. The sacraments are instituted and used for the solemn delivery of the mercy offered to them that will accept it. And the Spirit doth open the heart to entertain it and is itself the earnest of the full possession. So that the truth of it is past controversy that the worst of you all, and every one of you, if you will but be converted, may be saved. Indeed, if you will needs believe you shall be saved without conversion, then you believe a falsehood, and if I should preach that to you, I should preach a lie. This were not to believe God, but the devil, and your own deceitful hearts. God hath his promise of life, and the devil hath his promise of life. God's promise is, return and live. The devil's is, thou shalt live whether thou turn or not. The words of God are, as I have showed you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 18, 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3, 3, 5. Without holiness, none shall see God. Hebrews twelve fourteen. The devil's word is, You may be saved without being born again and converted. You may go to heaven well enough without being holy. God doth but frighten you. He is more merciful than to do as he saith. He will be better to you than his word. And alas, the greatest part of the world believe this word of the devil before the word of God. Just as our first sin and misery came into the world. God saith to our first parents, If ye eat, ye shall die. The devil contradicts him and saith, Ye shall not die. And the woman believed the devil before God. So now the Lord saith, Turn or die. And the devil saith, You shall not die if you do but cry mercy at last and give over the acts of sin when you can practice it no longer. And this is the word that the world believes. Oh, heinous wickedness to believe the devil before God. And yet, that is not the worst, 
but blasphemously, they call this a believing and trusting in God when they put him in the shape of Satan, who was a liar from the beginning. And when they believe that the word of God is a lie, they call this a trusting God and say they believe in him and trust on him for salvation. Where did ever God say that the unregenerate, unconverted, unsanctified shall be saved? Show such a word in scripture. I challenge you if you can. Why? This is the devil's word, and to believe it is to believe the devil and is the sin that is commonly called presumption. And do you call this a believing and trusting God? There is enough in the word of God to comfort and strengthen the hearts of the sanctified, but not a word to strengthen the hands of wickedness, nor to give men the least hope of being saved, though they never be sanctified. But if you will turn and come into the way of mercy, the mercy of the Lord is ready to entertain you. Then trust God for salvation, boldly and confidently, for he is engaged by his word to save you. He will be a father to none but his children And he will save none but those that forsake the world, the devil, and the flesh, and come into his family to be members of his son and have communion with the saints. But if they will not come in, it is long of themselves. His doors are open. He keeps none back. He never sent such a message as this to any of you. It is now too late. I will not receive thee. Though thou be converted, he might have done so and done you no wrong, but he did not. He doth not to this day. He is still ready to receive you if you were but ready unfeignedly and with all your hearts to turn. And the fullness of this truth will yet more appear in the two following doctrines, which I shall therefore next proceed to, before I make a further application of this. This concludes episode 7 of An Alarm to the Unconverted by Richard Baxter. Baxter.